Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, and thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show, so stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, Fit Pro Podcast listeners. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, today. Um, today, I have the great privilege of interviewing Ashley Selman. Ashley is the founder of Evolution Trainers, a 14,000-square-foot personal training and sport performance studio. Ashley founded Evolution 10 years ago, starting with six trainers, Within three months, the business was profitable. Today, Evolution Trainers is a world-class team of more than 40 expert expert health and fitness professionals serving 500-plus clients. Over the past decade, revenue has increased by over 500%, and profits have grown year over year. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks. Great to be here, Andy. That was a very brief intro about who you are, what you're up to these days in the industry. (laughs) Um, I actually um, had the privilege of listening to you uh, speak at the Idea World Conference and, um, you know, really received a lot of value out of uh, what you had to say. And um, just like myself, you are still in the trenches running your business, and I really found it inspiring. Um, So I want to let the audience know maybe where you started from and where you currently are and where where you're envisioning your business to be in the next several years. Sure, yeah. Um, So my background, I started out as as a athlete, um, competing at a pretty high level, got the opportunity to work with some um, well-known Olympic athletes, um, Jackie Joyner Kersey at the time, and that was sort of my, that was sort of my intro in transitioning from being an athlete where I was focused on, you know, getting the best performance out of myself to actually turning my, my focus and attention towards helping somebody else um, really kind of reach their potential, and that's when I, I recognized that that's kind of where I wanted to go with my career, and at the time, I was coaching at Stanford, um, and I needed to make a little money on the side, and that's how, and I got into personal training just sort of casually, and not really with a great intention of it being my career, but within the first few months of of doing it, I really saw the potential of changing people's lives, and I also saw that there was so much more to learn than I had had realized before getting into the profession, and, um, and I loved it. So that became my full-time career, and I had an opportunity to be a manager for a really great company, and in that position, I was able to learn. I opened a facility for them, so that's the first time I was involved with actually opening a brick-and-mortar facility and all that goes into that from, you know, figuring out a layout, picking out equipment to um, hiring a team and creating community and culture and um, customer service and all of those things that are really, really critical to having a successful business. So I did that for several years, learned a ton. Um, that company also made a few key mistakes that I learned a lot from, mainly that they start as they grew more, they um, did not continue to put the same love and emphasis and care into their team members. And that ended up hurting them in the long run. And I sort of sort of witnessed what happened when people became disgruntled and the turnover that happened and how that then affected community and culture. And 
I vowed to myself at that point that um, I wanted to do my own business and my, my number one focus of that business was to be to take care of the team and make sure people had great opportunities and people were happy. And that, I would say, is sort of the, the backbone of the business I started over 10 years ago. Um, and you sort of gave some stats on that. The one stat that, that you didn't mention that I'm super proud of is that we did start, we opened the doors with seven trainers. And 10 years later, every single one of those seven trainers are still on the team, which I think is pretty unheard of in the fitness industry. And I do think the reason that happened is because my, my sole focus was on getting great team members and, and taking care of them. So that's been a huge, uh, one of my most proud, proud staff of the business and, and a huge part of our success. Yeah, so awesome. here I am today, 10 years later, um, it's going strong. And now the last year or two, I've really been focused on giving back to the uh, fitness community and helping other studio owners or up and studio up and coming studio owners um, be successful. You know, studio studios are the number one growing um, business model in the fitness industry. And it's also one of the highest failing business models. So I feel like there's a huge opportunity there to help people be a little more strategic about opening studios and, and having better success so that we really can elevate the fitness industry as a whole and, make sure those studio owners are are getting what they deserve out of owning a business. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's funny, you know, there there is a lot of turnover in our industry, and uh, to have, you know, the seven trainers that you started with and have them still going strong, that is very rare and um, ultimately a testament of what you envisioned for what your business, what you wanted your business to be when you started it. Thank you. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that, uh, Fit Pro Business, we like to do is um, ask all of our interviewees that what their favorite quote is. Oh, favorite quote. Um, gosh, there's so many. Uh, my, I think my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes is um, basically that you're there. I have a sports psychology background. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a big believer in sort of your mind and the power of your mind. And so your mind is the power to do things that your body alone can't do is one thing that I use as an athlete. But even now as a business owner, just realizing it all starts with having a sharp, clear mind. And that uh, goes along with vision and, and focus and visualizing your success, I think, is a big part of success. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I was athlete too in college, and that was one of our big things that our coach talked about a lot was envisioning, you know, success and then seeing it through on the field. Um, so I think the same, like you said, applies to business in regards to envisioning what you want and then seeing it through to success. That's funny. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny you were yep. saying you were kind of giving your background on how you got into business, and mine's very similar. You know, I worked for somebody. Um, for several years and I saw how he ran his business and learned a lot there and then learned a lot of things I ways I didn't want to run my business when I did branch off on my own and um, now I've been in business now for 10 years as well so um, I'm running my business the way that I what a lot of things I learned and a lot of things that ways I didn't want to run my business as far as uh, some of the way practices that he had there Exactly. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I know it is. It's great opportunity to be able to. I feel like anywhere you are, and I think a lot of times people are disgruntled where they're at, or they feel like things can be better. And wherever you are, there's it's always a learning opportunity. And I feel like don't underestimate 
um, not only all the positive things you can learn, but really, you know, any opportunity, bad or good, is, is an opportunity to learn. And sometimes the bad ones are the best learning experience. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, it's interesting. We're, too. we're two examples of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, too, that, you know, uh, interviewing a lot of personal trainers and business owners, it's kind of funny how a lot of the stories kind of uh, follow along the same lines. They kind of either fell into personal training or um, worked for somebody else and branched off on their own, you know, and there are a lot of, like you said, small studios that are opening, especially in my area. We're both in California. You're in Northern California. I'm more central. But, um, you know, Mm -hmm. when I first started my business, I'm sure this is similar to you. There were maybe three small places in town. And now, you know, there's, you know, upwards of 15 or 20 small places in town. It seems like every week there's a new one opening up. But, um, you know, some of those, uh-huh. some of those stick around, and some of them don't. What do you think is the biggest catalyst in regards to somebody being successful in starting their studio, or somebody that doesn't make it? Gosh, that's a great question. There's so many things that go into it, but I really think it comes down to, oftentimes, um, you know, if you're opening a studio because you're just wanting to have your own space as a trainer and you don't give a whole lot of thought to its actual business, you need a team, you need systems, you need operations. I think a lot of times people think too small and they don't recognize all the skill sets or all the different things they're going to need to take on as a studio owner. And I feel like they don't maybe take that, they don't respect that quite enough or take it quite seriously enough. And then next thing they're in over their head or it's not quite the, you know, romantic vision that they expected it to be. And I feel like people just don't, don't do enough pre-planning or pre-educating themselves. So, for example, for myself, I was a manager for four years, opening a studio, running a studio, building a team. And then after I left that job, I took a business course. I took an accounting course. I worked at five other gyms and independent contractors to learn their business models. So before I opened my studio... I had several years of specific experience that was going to help me that I very had the, the intention of learning about the areas that I thought were important. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They just think I'm a trainer. I'm successful. I have clients. I'm going to go open my own space. I can do it better than where I'm at. And next thing you know, they're in it and they, they realize, wow, there's actually more to it than I, than I realized. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think it's, you know, a lot of times it's, they think, well, I'm a really good trainer. I've got some clientele. And, you know, word of mouth is going to op- spread itself and I'm going to just keep getting clients. And, you know, ultimately you have to learn all of the other business things like marketing, sales, accounting, um, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. all the, you know, bills and responsibilities that are on the owner itself that aren't just, don't just involve training clients and servicing clients. Exactly. Now, exactly. If you had to pick one, what would be your number one key to business success? I know. Okay. So, I mean, there's so many, but I will pick one, but let me just start by saying like, first, I think it is crucial to have a really clear vision of what you want and why. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be bigger than just your ego that like, I can do it better and I'm a great trainer. I deserve my own space. It's got to be more than that. If that's your your reason, that's not a reason that's going to give you long-term success. You also really have to understand the numbers and finances, finances involved. I think a lot of trainers, get in over their head and they have negative cash flow and they don't, they don't know what to do. And that's what ends up driving our business because they're losing money every month because they didn't know the finances going in. So I think those two areas are key 
to getting started on the right foot. But in terms of what's the number one thing for long-term, kind of long-term business success, for me, hands down, it's your team. Because if you don't have a team of people, then it's always going to be you. It's no different than you being a personal trainer somewhere else. If you're just still relying on yourself, bringing in the clients, bringing in the income. You're going to be limited by your number of hours. You're going to be limited by your bandwidth. And so at some point, if you're really serious about owning a studio and having business success, you need to get a team around you. And the, the, more, the stronger your team, the more loyal your team, the bigger your team, all those things are going to increase the level of success you can have. So your limitation is going to be your ability to find a team and nurture a team and grow and retain a team. So the better you are at that, um, that's going to be what opens you up to, to bigger, longer-term success. Right, because then the business isn't just relying on you being a solo trainer, solo business owner, but it's also building off of team, team members as well. Exactly. Yeah, and to me, the only reason to own a studio is because you want to have a team, you're passionate about wanting to have a team, and, and you have the, the connections and the skill set to grow a team. Because otherwise, there's enough opportunities in the fitness industry these days of where you can be an independent trainer somewhere, or you can have a boot camp, or you can where, where you don't need the headache of brick and mortar just to do your own thing. So I think the only reason to really open a studio is if you want to grow a team. And, you know, it's a team of fitness professionals, but you also are going to have to deal with um, you know, admin and front desk and accountants and bookkeepers. And so it's not just about your fitness team, but it's about the entire team that you get surrounding you that help you run your business. And the bigger you get, the more team members are going to want to add on to free you up to do the things you're really good about, good at and passionate about so that you're not having to do every single little thing in the business. The other thing I think people, you know, try to save costs and, and they're running around, they're, they're, being the cleaner, they're being the bookkeeper, they're being the marketer, they're being the front desk reader. They're being, and it's like at some point you just, you can't do it all. You got to have a team around you. Right. I think too, it's important to know that, you know, there will probably be a time in your business where you are doing all of those things. But as long as you have the vision of bringing in team members that are going to fill into certain spots, um, but you will put in some, you know, hard working time trying to build your business until you get to those points where you're hiring staff and bringing in additional members. Yeah. That's a great point to make. I mean, I, I'm not saying you definitely, especially in the beginning, are going to be, you know, working hard do, doing whatever it takes. But I do think that most trainers get in the catch 22 where they're trying to do it all because they don't think they can afford to hire someone, mm -hmm. but not hiring someone is preventing them from having the time to actually grow their business. So paying the money for someone who can help with uh, administration tasks, front desk, bookkeeping, keeping the facility clean, why that frees you, you up time to either go do marketing or recruit trainers or do um, functions that are actually going to grow your business, then that's actually a smart thing to spend money on, even if, it's, even if you're not quite sure you have the money yet. So sometimes it's like you've got to take that leap of faith if, you have the vision in line and you know the things you have your, your sort of step-by-step -step goals in front of you. You know what you need to do to reach, reach um, those revenue goals to be able to afford that person and, and what actions you need to take really comes down to what are your most valuable actions you can take on a daily basis. That's going to grow your business. And the more you can spend your time doing those actions, the better. 
And if there's other things pulling you away from those, the more quickly you can hire somebody to take that load off, it's going to actually help you advance more quickly. But it can be scary. I mean, it's a, it's a fine line, but um, I tend to find people get more stuck on the front end where they can't get themselves out of those roles versus somebody that hires too quickly and, and um, doesn't work hard enough. Most people are willing to work hard. They're just, they're just not clear on all the roles they're going to need to play from the beginning. And, and I think they can do a better job being prepared going into it. Right. And ultimately, if you bring in staff that do lower level tasks, allows you to focus on the higher level tasks that are going to generate the most revenue for your business. Exactly. Exactly right. That's, that was a good summary of what I, what I was saying right there. You said it a little more succinctly, but that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> now, um, you know, building a team, you know, that's your number one key to business success. Do you have any recommendations in regards to uh, seeking out team, new team members or bringing in um, new people. I know, you know, I have had a hard time, you know, getting trainers in the past. And now, you know, I have a really good staff that's been in place that's been in place for about three years. But, you know, when I first started my business, it was really hard trying to find somebody because they were working on a part-time basis or, you know, their schedules didn't coincide with where I needed them to. So what recommendations can you give somebody that is looking to bring on a staff member and to build a team? Yeah, um, great question. So a couple things. First, you want to be really clear before you go out and start bringing on a team. You want to be really clear about who do you want on your team? What's your, what's your trainer avatar? What are you looking for? Are you looking for someone, an up-and-coming trainer who's maybe a little greener, more fresh out of school, who's really passionate and scrappy and, and open to learning and wants to soak up all the knowledge you want to share with them and you kind of mold them? Or you're looking for someone who's maybe more seasoned, who already has clients, who's, who's gone through all that learning curve and has their own philosophy and wants to be more entrepreneurial. I mean, those are kind of two ends of the spectrum. Could be somewhere in between there. But the more clear you get on who that person is and then what values you want them to have, like, do you want them to be a team player? Do you want them to be passionate about education? Do you want them to um, have a fun, positive personality? I mean, what are the most important things you want in that person? Because as I've learned over the years, I've gotten better and better now over the years of really identifying the type of trainer and the type of person that's a good fit on our team. Because one, the more clear you are in that vision, the more you'll start attracting those type of people and the more you'll start finding those type of people. And then once you bring them on your team, that's how you're going to have longevity because there's going to be alignment from the beginning. It's going to minimize a whole bunch of headaches in the you know, on the back end of having the wrong person on your team. And it's going to allow that team to be strong and grow and people get along and people to be happy. So figuring out who that person is first. And once you're really clear on the type of education, the type of experience, the type of person you're looking for, figure out where those people are. So if it's someone you're looking for sort of that younger trainer, start marketing at local schools, local colleges or junior colleges that have, you know, either personal trainer or exercise physiology departments. Um, start you can you can get lists of names of trainers through certification organizations like NASM or NSCA and you can get a local search for trainers in your area that have those certifications that you could reach out to um, you could do Facebook ads which are great they're really good at being able to target directly to the demographics you're looking for down to you know their fitness trainer what age they are where they live um, you can look on Craigslist and the other thing is you can look at other other, um, you know, get in some other networking fitness oriented groups. So whether it's, um, 
you know, continue education groups. Like at Evolution, we bring in we bring in speakers and we do education multiple times through the year. And so we're now starting to create a network of trainers that come to our facility for education and they all start to get to know each other. So get involved in local networks of trainers. So you start to get to know who's around you. And then that's when you start connecting with the people that fit what you're looking for. You'll start to be able to identify them and it makes it a lot easier to just take it to that next step. So those are probably some of my best, best recommendations of, of where to look for those trainers to, to bring onto your team. Um, one last thing to add there is if you are thinking about opening a studio and you have no idea of what trainers you would get involved, then it's probably too soon for you to open a studio. My first step would say start getting networked with trainers first before you decide to open a studio because you don't want to have a studio and all the expenses coming in and realize you need people on the team and then, and then start the groundwork of trying to figure out who that's going to be because that takes time. Um, so start getting in those networks, which, you know, from where you're working to where you're going to ed- your education to, um, you know, even doing events, races and get out, you know, places where trainers hang out. So that's what I would, that's what I would recommend. No, that's a really good advice. It's, you know, <clears throat> listen to you talk about that. It's funny. Like, you know, it's, it's marketing basically just like you identify who your avatar uh-huh. client is, you're identifying who your avatar trainer is, and then you just do marketing to attract those people to your business. So, I mean, it's no different from marketing your, your personal training studios. So, um, I really liked uh, those points. That That's exactly about. right. Now, um, yeah, thank you. You know, I just had the luxury of being on your webinar the other day, and I got a lot of really good golden nuggets out of there. And I wanted to see if you would dive into um, some of the points that you made in that webinar. Um, and the webinar was called Three Keys to Studio Owner Success. And um, see if you mm-hmm. give the audience a little bit of idea of what those three keys are and um, how they can also learn more about um, dive deeper with you into those three topics. Yeah, for sure. So the three keys I talked to uh, talked about on that webinar um, touched on today. But the one was having a really clear vision of your business, knowing exactly exactly what you want it to look like. And I don't mean just the facility, although that's important too. Like, what does it actually look like? What are the colors? What's the the layout? How do people feel when they walk in? But down to like, who's on your team? What kind of services are you offering? What differentiates you from another studio down the street? Um, What type of clientele are you serving? The clearer you can get on every single one of those areas, then the more likelihood, the more likely you're going to be to have success and actually meet that vision that you're setting for yourself. It's, it's like, if you don't have a clear vision or you're not sure or it's cloudy, imagine, you know, you're not going to move, o- you're going to move forward in a really haphazard way and you're probably not going to be very successful. And it sounds maybe kind of obvious when I'm talking about it, but I mean, of all the people I talk to, you'd be surprised. So many people aren't quite sure what they want. They're not quite sure which way to go. And that's okay. That's part of the learning process. But before you get a studio, you better be really sure what direction you're going in because that's going to be how you move forward with consistency and with, with um, you know, the strength of will and, and getting people on your team that have the same philosophy. So vision is key. The second one is really understanding your numbers. I think too many trainers um, are used to maybe making revenue with clients in a one-on-one situation, but they don't take into account all the other expenses that are going to be involved in owning the studio not just rent, but a cleaner and a front desk staff and marketing and PG&E and all these things. And they underestimate their expenses. And so they get in over their head 
to and have a hard time kind of keeping up. So being super clear on what's that break-even point that you need to hit right out of the gate and then what you need to do to get there. How many people do you need to have on your team? How many clients do you need to have coming through your doors in order to break even? And you need to feel very confident that you can hit those numbers within the first two to three months of being open so that you don't get into the problem of having negative cash flow and um, running out of money. So those are those are the three keys I talked about in the talk. Those two plus the the team aspect that we spent most time talking about today. Mm-hmm. The other areas I think are super important are um, marketing, having having a solid marketing plan from the beginning, and also having multiple revenue streams. So not just relying on your primary revenue stream, but what are supportive revenue streams that you can implement as well. And some of those examples would be like nutritional products, um, having like a one-day seminar, um, <clears throat> maybe offering like a program design, um, but not just personal training. Exactly. Yeah. So, so personal training, maybe you offer small group training. We do a lot of partnering services like massage, chiropractic, physical therapy out of our studio. So those that's additional revenue. Um, we do nutritional products. We have a couple of different types of memberships. Um, we have everyone that comes in for our personal training pays a small membership to the gym that affords them all the great amenities we provide. Um, you can do online memberships where they come to you for personal training, but then they're a member of your online community where you're giving homework and assignments and nutrition tips. Um, that's a great way. So yes, exactly the things you're saying. And there's a few others, but having things that supplement and support your one-on-one or personal training. Right, so ultimately, you don't have all of your eggs in one basket. Exactly, exactly, and and also ultimately, over time, hopefully, some of those additional revenue streams are a little more leveraged, so they're not taking your time the way the training is, and you're able to make some income um, when it's not um, on the floor t- training based based in time, and you're able to over time grow those kind of off the floor income streams, and long term over time is that you're doing enough of those that you're really um, having a little more time freedom in your life, which I think a lot of trainers um, in the long run want. And I think that's a reason a lot of times those people open studios is to have more of that time freedom, but Mm -hmm. they end up not getting it because it's so much more work than they realize. But it's really that they're not setting things up right with their team and their operations. Right. So ultimately it comes down to having a clear vision for what you want for your business, building a a solid Mm -hmm. team that's going to help you grow your business um, having multiple streams mm-hmm. of revenue and uh, knowing what your numbers are and what they need to be in order for you to be profitable. Exactly. Exactly. Now, um, do you have any other golden nuggets that you'd like to leave the audience with in regards to helping them build their business or be successful? I mean, those are, those are some pretty good ones right there. That's a lot of my big ones. The other thing I'm big on, which kind of goes along with team, is but but having a great community. So that kind of includes clients as well. The more you can have a positive, fun kind of family type of community, that's just going to give you retention and longevity in all aspects of your business. It's going to help you with marketing because it's going to build word of mouth. And so, um, having a great community is also, um, a big thing that I really value. And it starts with my team. And then it, and then that, that kind of positive energy of the team gets kind of pushed out into the clients and then they start, you know, we have clients that have been here 10 years as well. So we have re- retention of the team, but re- good retention of your team actually leads to good retention of your clients as well, which creates that strong community family feeling that is such a big part of, um, of 
having, you know, a studio where it's like people like coming there. It's like cheers, right? People want to be there um, and they get to know each other. And that's, that's a really important part as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, same with me. You know, I've had clients for over 10 years that, you know, all train together at the same time. And, you know, they look forward to one coming to the studio, but also they become a part of each other's lives. And that's, you know, ultimately how you have longevity and, you know, build your business because those people tend to bring in a lot more business for you as well. Exactly, for sure. Now, another, um, some of the key questions I like to ask here at the FitPro Business Podcast is what are you currently reading? And or listening to on audio. Well, what I'm currently reading is actually not a business book, but it's called um, it's called Loyalty to Your Soul, and it's actually just more of a, a spiritual book on how to how to live with more love and compassion, which I actually think does help your business in, oh, yeah, exactly. in, in the long run, anyway. Um, so I've been really into sort of spiritual psychology and and. Uh, and that kind of reading lately, it's been a, um, it's been fun to sort of get outside the box and read about some different things that, that leads to personal growth. And the more personal growth you do, the better business leader you will be, I believe, because it makes you just a, a more well-rounded, um, uh, more evolved person. And, and that's where a lot of great leadership skills from come from. But from a business standpoint, one of my favorite business books is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like that's not a new one that's been around for a while, but the reason why I like that one so much is because its main point is that um, what what sets people up, the people that have success versus the people that don't, it's not usually one or two big things that they did or they, they had some big break. It's the daily habits or the regular behaviors and habits that that person embraces over time. And it's doing those things time after time, day after day for a long term for years that then brings success. And so what happens most of the time people give up too early. They try some new marketing plan or they try some, you know, networking and they think, oh, I only met two people, so that wasn't worth it. I'm not going to do it again. Where really it's the compound effect of doing that over and over again that builds your network or builds your brand. And that's what will bring you success. So it's, it's the compound effect of those little acts over time that is really the key to success. And I think a lot of people, it's a great message because I think it gives you hope when you're sort of maybe feeling like the activities you're doing aren't, aren't get moving forward as quickly as you want. It's like, it's not about, it's just like weight loss with a client, right? Mm-hmm. Do we coach them to lose all their weight in, in the first month or do we tell them it's a, it's a long-term process? It's the same, the same thing in business. It's a long-term process of important habits that you repeat over time. So I love that book. It's, it's um, it's a great one. That's cool. Yeah, no, I actually haven't read. I mean, I've heard of the compound effect, um, but I haven't read that one. But I did just read the slight edge, and it's along the same premise of just doing the daily things that are going to have you know huge impact in the long run, but not um, going to be a, a quantum leap in regards to success right away. So, um, yeah, exactly. I, you know, we've covered a lot in this interview. We've dropped a lot of valuable information on the audience, and um, I'd like to <laughs> let the audience know how they can connect with you and learn more about, you know, how they can connect with you and what other services you may be offering as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd love to connect. I always love hearing from Frozen Studio owners to hear what they're up to and what they're working on. Um, best ways to connect with me, my website, ashleysellman.com talks about the different coaching programs I do. I'm, I'm recently been doing, focusing a lot more, I think I said this in the beginning, on helping studio owners be more successful. 
or up and coming studios get started on the right foot. And so I have a couple different coaching programs, um, build your, building your dream studio, which is helping up and coming studios, studio owners open a studio successfully, or I have a mastermind group of, called the studio club. That's all current studio owners who are looking to sort of increase revenues, increase profits, have more time freedom, not dial in their operations, strengthen their team, all this, a lot of things we talked about today. Um, so actionsummon.com, you can also get on my newsletter list there where I share a lot of business tips. Um, and Facebook, also um, just Action Summon on Facebook is my, my personal page. I do a lot of business through that, but I also have my Evolution Trainers page, which is my brick and mortar. Um, evolutiontrainers.com, you can see a little bit about what we're doing in our studio here and the team that we have and the services we provide. So those are some great, great um, resources. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out anytime. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to definitely include um, those links in the uh, show notes. You know, one of the things as personal trainers or people that own their own businesses, a lot of times we think that we're going at this alone when in actuality there are, you know, business mentors and coaches out there that, you know, are out there to help us, to help us shorten our learning curve and you know you know somebody like myself or like you or and there's lots of others in the industry that have helped you know, me grow my business and I'm sure uh, same as you but just like our clients need a coach it's important for personal trainers to seek out a coach and a mentor as well exactly and I probably should have said that in one of my business success nuggets is that yeah I mean I agree with you I think Having a business mentor or a business group that you're involved in is huge. I've been in one for over five years, and I can tell you it's, like, definitely helped my business grow. And it also is just nice to have, if you're a business owner, a lot of times it feels really lonely because, you know, you might have a great team, but they're not necessarily making the same decisions or they don't have the same thought process around certain things that you do because they're not they're not in charge of um, all the things involved in owning the business. So having a peer group that you can talk to, get ideas from, even vent to, and just not feel so alone is super valuable. So um, that's partly why I want to offer one myself because I love it so much. But whether it's me or you, or like you said, there's so many people in the industry, find somebody that you resonate with and that you align with and, and seek that out. But, but um, don't underestimate the amount of value you can get out of a program like that. I completely agree. Anyhow, Ashley, I want to thank you for your time and, again, all the valuable content you provided the audience. Yeah, thank you, Andy. That was great. A lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, We'll uh, check in another time. Sounds great. All right. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.